Yeah, so I played sports through high school and I played small college football. So I always thought uh, my business was always going to be uh, sport performance. Well, uh, little did I know or little did I um, remember that sports are seasonal. So if you hang your hat on one sport, you're going to be out of business really quick. So for probably two years, I trained adults just in the morning. And then I sat around for four or five hours waiting for kids to get out of school. And then I trained kids. Uh, oh, but one of my business coaches said, that's the quickest way for you to go out of business. And I was like, dude, you're crazy. I love training kids. And he's like, well, do you love training kids or do you love making money? <laughs> so I was like, uh, I was like, I really like making money. So I flipped my business model from more sports performance to more adult training. Fear stops us from achieving our true greatness. Are you a professional woman who is feeling stuck, unmotivated, or burned out? Are you worried about your wellness? Are you letting fear stop you from crushing your goals? If you answered yes to any or all of these, then this is the podcast for you. Dr. Charmaine Gregory, night shift emergency physician, burnout thriver, and wellness champion, along with everyday heroes just like you, will explore how to face fear in our lives and emerge victoriously. Dr. Gregory here. Did you know that I'm on YouTube as well? You can find me at Charmaine Gregory, MD. See you there. There. Hello, 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 Fearless Freedom Tribe. This is Dr. G, and we are back for another exciting episode of the Fearless Freedom with Dr. G podcast. Today, we have none other than Aaron Hines. Aaron is going to tell us all about himself and all of the incredible things that he has been up to. So take it away, Aaron. Oh, thank you so much for having me on. So uh, let's see where to start. So I've, I've done a little bit of everything over the last uh, probably 15 years of my, I call it uh, early fitness career. So um, I've, I live in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, for those who know, everybody likes country music uh, for the most part, I think. If not, they just tolerate it. So um, that's kind of where <laughs> I live now. Um, I've, I've played small college uh, football in West Tennessee at a small school. Um, that kind of brought me into kind of the health and fitness um, career path that I'm on now. But um, I got my undergraduate degree at University of Tennessee at Martin, and then I got uh, went to Florida State uh, for my graduate degree back in 2010 uh, with that. And so uh, with that, I moved back to Tennessee after I, I did that, and I thought I was going to conquer the world with a graduate degree. Um, but I found myself working at the local uh, YMCA. So um it was very, very hard. I thought at the time I was like, I've got two degrees. What am I going to do? I'm going to get a great job and get paid very well. Um, little did I know that wasn't really the case because I had no experience. So uh, mm. I sold gym memberships and then I was uh, doing a little bit of probably group fitness until mm. I got uh, one of my certifications. So I got certified through the American College of Sports Medicine um, that I perceived to be one of the upper uh, tier certifications is more and more medically based. Uh, that's kind of what I wanted to do, be a exercise biologist in the medical field, uh, whether it be at a hospital or just a clinic. Uh, but that didn't happen. So I ended up doing more um, kind of, I guess you'd say, um, big box gym stuff. And then I got tired of it. So I ended up joining a uh, kind of Fortune 500 uh, company doing health coaching. So a lot of my clients were 
um, corporate wellness, um, okay. corporate wellness and fitness um, employees. So working on health and fitness, um, uh, I guess, objectives, coaching them to, uh, you know, long-term benefits uh, for them. Um, and then from there, uh, I dabbled in a little bit of uh, orthopedic uh, training. So I did pre and post-op training for orthopedic injuries and surgeries. Uh, I did that for three years. And then um, uh, it was probably the first time I've ever been fired from a job. I decided that I was going to just, you know, after three years, a lot of things happened. And I was like, I'm going to conquer the world and do this on my own. Um, so I started my own business uh, with a hope and a prayer that things would turn out uh, well. And uh, I started with uh, two of my clients of probably my 50 who told me they were going to come with me once I got let go. Um, and I just kind of bounced around town until I kind of uh, made a stake um, where I am now in Brentwood, Tennessee, running my um, small business, uh, mainly focusing on uh, men and women 45 and up. Uh, that's okay. kind of my my niche there. It's um, funny enough, um, I'm a male training probably 90% women and 10% males, um, but I love it. Our average age probably is like 55 and up, 55 okay. to like 75. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of where I'm at now. I do that. And then we also uh, focus on sports performance. So we work with um, uh, third grade all the way up to high school, um, college, semi-pro and some retired professional athletes. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. Um, back fast forward, you know, fit 14 years doing this and then I've been eight years on my own. So it's been fun. Wow. And so you have got to tell us, so you, you, you mentioned the first job you ever been let go from. Right. And so yeah. what, uh, what kind of, what kind of feeling did you have there? Like what was the fear involved there and how did you deal with it? Uh, so it was um, the things that led up to it. It's probably, I thought was out of my control, but um, it was on, it was in like a January. So like it's cold. Um, it was a week after my birthday. I was oh pretty gosh. upset, uh, you know, Happy <laughs> your like, birthday. Why? Oh my God. Yeah, have like, mercy. Why? Yeah. Why <laughs> me? But, um, you know, I, I took it as probably like, it was probably the best thing that ever happened to me. Um, mainly because during that whole probably year and a half prior, I was applying to jobs. I was interviewing kind of on, um, the download, not really telling anybody else, except for like some of my friends who I worked with and it just, nothing would, nothing came about. Like I just, I was not a great interviewer or I just wasn't a right, fit, the right fit for me. So, right. um, yeah, there's a lot of, um, you know, anger, um, fear, I say fear of like, what's next, what am I going to do? Um, but I would tell you this, I got the best night of sleep after I got fired. Cause I slept until like nine o'clock the next morning because oh. I was, I was always up and about, you know, we get up and I say the training life, everybody think it's glorious. You just train, you know, couple hours here, a couple hours there, but I was working, um, you know, 5 a.m., six days a week. So going to bed at nine o'clock, waking up at three thirty, four o'clock, getting to work at five, mm. working that yeah. shit for a long time. So it was kind of, yeah. you know, blessing in disguise, but uh, that's kind of what I felt. And then um, from then it was just like, what's next? So kind of had to game plan and figure that out, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then so you, you, decided, you, just, you decided that you're going to branch out on your own. I mean, you had no idea like how to run a business like or did you no. yeah yeah I, so so I there had, had no, to be like I had some, no clue like, yeah <laughs> so what did you do like I mean like take us through the steps like 
what'd you do? Did you like call up someone who had a business and kind of ask them like what the steps were or, or what? Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't. Um, I, um, kind of use the term loosely. Everybody says, you know, you, um, I'll say fake it till you make it type stuff. I have no idea what to do. I just thought, you know, I was, I did a great job where I was. I had a great reputation. All these people are going to come with me and it's just going to be work itself out. Well, of those clients, I had two people decided to uh, meet me at, uh, I had access to a local um, apartment complex where I did some um, training there kind of on off hours that I wasn't training at the regular gym. And so we did that for a long time. And then I just made a couple connections with people I knew to find um, kind of a renting space. I know okay. a lot of, a lot of trainers who weren't really sure what they want to do. They maybe find a local gym, they can uh, rent hours or, you know, you pay so much per month for the amount of hours you want to work. And so that's what I, I did from there. I had, yeah, okay. I had no idea what to do. I made a lot of mistakes. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's part of it, right? If you didn't make mistakes, I think, well, really? Didn't make any mistakes? But yeah, no, that's, yeah. that's expected. That's expected. Okay. So, I mean, how long did it take you? So, okay, you, so you said, you know, you started with these two clients and then things were building from there. Um, how long did it take you to get to that point where you were like on your own? Like you, like you were like, okay, this is like a viable option now. Like how long was that process? Well, I, I think it took me... Um, so I, I leased from my guy. So I was renting space. Um, that was probably, uh, probably almost like three years, but about a year and a half into it, I had, I really had no idea what I was doing and I was about ready to quit and go into like more of a corporate role. Cause I thought that was more, um, consistent. I was going to get paid, you know, every two weeks, it was going to be great. And, <laughs> um, yeah, so I did some like researching on like business mentors, um, and found, found a gentleman who has been my coach, you know, business mentoring coach for the last five years, uh, all on Amazon. I was like fitness, like fitness business owner books or something. And I, the, um, my coach's name is Patrick Rigby. He's at a Louisville, Kentucky, and he, he works with a lot of my his friends now but i had no idea who the guy was so i bought his book right. and i read it for christmas and i was like oh these are some good points these are some valid things that you know i probably should have been doing before so as most people you know looking like i don't know if this that's too good to be true right so um i read it and i was like i'm gonna just look and see what he has to offer online so i bought one of his okay. like low offer programs and it kind of went from there it was like 19 dollars a month Mm -hmm. uh, so just kind of learned from that, uh, over the years. And then I went kind of on my own outside of that. So I sublet for two years previous before, uh, I just went on officially on my own, have my own brick and mortar, uh, place that I, I lease now, um, as of February this year. So oh, a lot of trial and error, right? Yeah. 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 Thank no, you. That's great. <laughs> that's great. Hey, it's Dr. G. And I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank you for listening to this episode. I'm so honored to have you here with me. Did you know that I can help you to get your own podcast started? With my podcasting launch course for professionals, I walk you through everything you need to know about starting a podcast. I'm with you every step of the way from sign up to launching your show with five episodes ready to go. There's a done for you version that's also available 
if you would just rather just do recordings and leave the behind the scenes work up to us, then that one is definitely for you. But either way, we've got your back here at Fearless Freedom with Dr. G. Oh, if you already have a show and you need production services, we have monthly plans available for you. So check out the links in the episode show notes for more information. Let's get back to the show. And then, um, so, so you started with, you know, just one-on-one clients that grew, you got to the point now where you actually have your own space and how did you get into like the athletic performance stuff? So how did you like, cause you mentioned that you do like athletes from third grade up, right? So how did yes. you get into that part of things? Cause that sounds like a little bit different than the, you know, the mature adult, um, training piece. Yeah, of it was. Yeah. So I played sports through high school and I played small college football. So I always thought uh, my business was always going to be uh sport performance. Well, uh, little did I know, or little did I um, remember that sports are seasonal. So if you hang your hat on one sport, you're going to be out of business really quick. So for probably two years, I trained adults just in the morning. And then I sat around for four or five hours waiting for kids to get out of school. And then I trained kids. Uh, oh, but one of my business coaches said, that's the quickest way for you to go out of business. And I was like, dude, you're crazy. I love training kids. And he's like, well, do you love training kids or do you love making money? <laughs> so I was like, uh, I was like, I really like making money. So I flipped my business model from more sports performance to more adult training. So, but, but from there, you know, I, I've still trained um, from the first client I ever had working at the previous orthopedic clinic, like one of my big referral sources with a kid who was a standout football player who went on to play college and then bounced around the NFL. But that's kind of where I got started with that um, from um, playing sports myself, thinking that I was only going to train football players, but then I decided to branch out and train all sports because every kid needs to be better, not just one sport. Right. And I guess like the, um, the concepts are similar, right? You need explosiveness in pretty much every sport. You need agility and flexibility mm -hmm. in pretty much everything. So, um, I could see how they can, can, uh, overlap. At least I'm seeing it now at my children because they play multiple sports. And I know that the drills that we do for soccer, uh, can definitely help out with basketball and, you know, vice versa. Yeah, that's definitely correct. I mean, it's a lot of those. Um, I think the term I use or a lot of we use years ago is like it's it's got to be sport specific. Well, if you look at all the movement patterns and things we do with every sport, they're very similar. There's a, there's a few things you can tweak sure. and, and make it yeah. really specific to that sport. So, yeah, I agree with that 100 um, percent. It's all relative being explosive, got to jump higher, run faster and be stronger. Right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Can't skip weights. I can't skip nope. the strength training. <laughs> no, it's so it's funny because I was laughing about this because I'm I'm older, right? So like I am 48 now, I guess. And when I played sports, this was back in like the 80s. Okay. And there was no like going to the weight room or anything like that for our sports. It was just like you just get out there and play, you know. And yeah. now in high school, I mean, in college, yes, but not in high school. And so like now in high school, like even in middle school, they're doing strength training. Like, oh my God. 
Yeah. And it's, 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 it's interesting because of the, you know, like we, I didn't really have access. So I'm, I'm closer to 40. We didn't have, I didn't have access. We had to drive like an hour to go anywhere like what I, I do now. So it's like, it's, it's kind of great to see like how things have changed, but also the things that we, we didn't, I mean, I, I lived uh, up North for five years and we didn't have, we didn't have a weight room in school. So we were playing basketball outside of the park. We were playing two hand touch football or tackle, depending on how we felt. And then you were riding your bike everywhere. So like, you don't see that much anymore. So like the right. athleticism <laughs> is there, but you're, you know, you're, you're paying to play now, right. You're having to pay right. extra to do that. And when, you know, 25 years ago, we, we did it for free. <laughs> yes, indeed. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, that's so true. So I didn't even think about that because like we'd walk to school, you know, we'd be yeah. always be active. Like, yeah. So that was, um, that was different. <laughs> yes. Oh man. Now it's about yeah. the video games, right? How many? Yeah, video now games you, you gotta like <laughs> beg them to come out, like get off the phone, like let's go. I have to. I yeah. told them like you know they they have a strict uh, screen policy, like screen time policy, and so it's like they they're like, why are we always playing a sport? I'm like, cause you need to keep moving. That's why. Yeah, <laughs> you're I, not gonna sit I... down and be idle. No, it's not happening. Yeah, that's that's funny you say that because uh, my my kids are seven and five, and we go straight from. Uh, we have swim once a week. It's kind of every, I think every six months and we take a break and then we just finished uh, baseball and football. And so now we're in basketball and then in the uh, winter time we'll play indoor soccer. So yeah, nice. it's like we, our screen time is uh, only on the weekends and it's usually for like maybe two hours max. Yeah, no, that's smart. That's smart. For that. So yeah, get them outside. And get them their minds don't need it. They, their minds really, really don't need it. Even though I have to confess that I was definitely watching me some Sesame Street and um, Electric Company when I was growing up. But we only had one, back in Jamaica, we only had one channel and that was all that was on after school. So, yeah, but you didn't watch, I good. mean, it wasn't, for, it wasn't for four or five hours. It's like, that was no, 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 show, no, 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 right? no. It was literally you played outside until it was dark. Your mom was like, hey, you gotta come inside now. And you know, you got a little bit of TV and then, you know, bedtime, get ready for the next day. So it wasn't crazy. Like, I mean, now you have to like pry them from the little thing that they hold in their hand and you gotta like, you know, you just gotta like be more diligent with that. But, you know, it's funny because they always contest. Like, they're always like, oh, I don't want to do that. Or why are you signing me for this? And I'm like, because I know it's best for you. Because when you get out there, even though you claim you don't like it, you're like smiling. You're like, you know, active. You're interacting with other human beings face to face, eye to eye. Like, this is good for you. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be a lot better off doing that than some of the kids who don't do any of that. And then it's almost like their the parents are having to beg them to do it. Right. Oh, totally. 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 And um, this thing doesn't really help their brains too much. So no. anyway. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> We're on the wild. same page. <laughs> it's, wild. it's wild. Yeah. So that's awesome. So then you get a chance to impact the youth and then you also get a chance to increase the mobility of, you know, people in, in our age group. Well, my age group, not so much yours, but um, yeah, my age group and up, I guess. And so like, um, that's pretty cool. And so do you have, um, what, so what are your, like, what's, do you have any fear about what's next? Like what the next steps are going to be for you and your business? Um, I think so. I mean, every day, every day is always like, what do I do next? Um, I don't think so. I think the, I'll say, I don't, I was just say, I should back up and say, 
every year is more of like what's what's going to be next so the fear of like i think it's the fear of growth like too soon you know sometimes um some people get into business and they want to be like why are things not going the way they're supposed to i think that was kind of a mindset of four or five years ago but now um it's kind of a day-by-day thing but the fear of growing too quickly or not having enough space for my facility or sometimes it's like uh the fear of like am i doing a um a good enough job and i think some of those are just limiting beliefs of like what i think i can't do or shouldn't be doing just because growth has happened and um people like what we do and i say we Mm -hmm. have two employees two employees so oh that's that's great Yeah. So I think they're part-time employees, but I think that's the biggest thing for me is like, it's more of like the fear of what's next and uh, fear of like growing too quickly too soon. Cause sometimes you can get to where you do that and you kind of devalue your product or what you mm-hmm. offer. And then sometimes the people who have been with you the longest kind of see like, Hey, what's going on? You know, you're not that you're pushing them out. You're just not, you're not being the, the, uh, the best you can be for them, for everybody. Right. Yeah, no, that's great. You see, but that, but that, um, that heart is gonna enable you to have the appropriate amount of growth, right? Because you're gonna, you care enough about the quality of what you're producing, that you're gonna make sure it stays at a good, good high level quality. You know what I mean? So even though yeah, you have that fear, I think, I think you'll be able to mitigate any like, any any obstacle that comes associated with the growth. You know? Yeah, and I think that's just. Uh takes a little bit of time, right? I mean, absolutely, you, absolutely. If you grow too quickly and you put out bad product, it's a reflection of like what you've put on the table. And like, for me, I'm I'm more of like, I'm going to put a good product as a reflection of who I am and what I stand for. So it's going to be good, right? I won't settle for anything less. And that's not arrogant. That's just the way it's going to be. No, I love it. That's great. That's great. And so you have to tell us how can people find you? So it, Will they only find you if they're in Tennessee or can they find you other ways? Like, do you have an online presence? Uh, yeah. So I'm on, I say I'm online presence. I'll say, uh, I'm not, uh, my goal is to be local famous. So you'll probably find me more locally, but uh, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook. Um, I have a YouTube channel. I'm not very active on, but, um, I'm getting there, uh, for that. So it's just a uh, premier performance TN for Tennessee. That's usually where you can find me. Uh, we do a lot of stuff uh, locally, but also online as well, as far as what we have to offer for that. Um, you can also find me on Amazon. I didn't mention this, but I've written two books. Um, one, uh, I'm a co-author of an Amazon bestseller uh, with about 22 other fitness pros. So if you search uh, Aaron Hines on Amazon, there should be a couple of things that pop up for you there. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. It kind of was part of two books. Yeah. No big thing. Yeah. No big deal. Fantastic, man. (laughs) Lead with that. It's like a business card. I know. I always forget. So yeah. So like the big, real quick. So the one of them is more of a, it's a backstory of like what I, what I do, what I, um, kind of how I've helped people. So it's called, um, uh, the athletic advantage, uh, 10 lessons to becoming a premier, um, I think it's premier athlete or uh, something like that. I should remember that, but it's basically like 10 different stories of kids that I've trained over the years um, um, that have come overcome adversity, some kind of struggle. Um, and they've overcome that to be super successful. 
Um, so all the proceeds of that book go um, to the Eli Grow Foundation, who is uh, near and dear to Premier Performance Training. He was one of my athletes who um, tragically died in a car accident on his way home from workout. So all the proceeds for that oh, book wow. goes to him and his legacy of um, providing scholarships for um, kids who can't afford um, training like his parents before um, gave him to go to college right. uh, and do that. So and the other ones uh, was a fun book I wrote about uh, people 45 and up. So nice, <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Cool. And they're on Amazon, right? Yes, they're both on Amazon. Yep. Okay. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. And then um, Premier Performance TN, right? Yes, you can go. I think it's uh, on Instagram. It's at Premier Performance TN. And on Twitter, it's uh, I think it's the Premier PT. Uh, those those little handles are a little bit different because uh, people have about 45. Yeah. yeah, somebody grabbed it before I did. So I tried <laughs> to keep it similar, but uh, you can always go to my website, Premier Performance Trainer, and they're all on there as well. Fantastic. Fantastic. That is awesome. What a great conversation, Aaron. I like it. I like it. And cherish those moments with your kiddos, I'm telling you. Because uh, you said five and seven, right? Yes. That's what you said? Yeah, that's a great age. Great age. Like, cherish the times. Because let me tell you, I got a 10th grader now. And I'm like, looking at the dude is going to like college visits. <laughs> and I'm like, dang, he only have two more years of this guy. He's going to be gone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah and I felt like he's it'll... just, it was just little, you know, like real. Now he's like six three, you know, like ridiculous. But you know, um, yeah, these are good moments. So enjoy them. Yeah. Definitely enjoy them. All right. So fun and busy again. Yeah, the, yeah, they, they do keep, fun and busy. <laughs> fun and busy. That's true. And then, uh, then they, you know, they become teenagers and they're like, I don't know, mom, if I want want you hanging out with me, you know. Or they'll be like, mom, you're at everything. I'm like, yes, I am. I'm at everything. Yeah. <laughs> deal, deal with it, right? <laughs> you you're gonna be sick of me that's right this is it that's great it's all good it's all good it is all good so we are we're at that part of our show Aaron where we have a tradition it's a fill in the blank are you ready are you ready for the fill uh, in the blank? I, I hope so <laughs> yeah yeah all right cool 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 yeah. all right so the first one is if I am fearless I will if I'm fearless I will be my best at all times. Awesome. Awesome. The next one is to me, fearless freedom means. Being invincible nonstop. All right. Okay. And then the last one is my battle cry is. Mine right now is being fearless and unstoppable. I think I'm on a great trajectory to do great things in the community. So. Awesome. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I know that you've struck a chord with someone who is listening here or some one, some people who are listening maybe. Um, and so I am, I know they're going to go look out for your books and they will also um, hit you up on your socials, which is premier performance TN, right.com. Did I get that right? Uh, yeah, Premier Performance Trainer. So it's trainer.com for my website and all the socials and Twitter, all the stuff's on there, all the all the handles. Perfect, 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 perfect. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time and your expertise and sharing 
and spending and dropping nuggets to the Fearless Freedom Tribe. We really, really, really appreciate you. And we're looking forward to your continued success. Awesome. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. It's great.